Radio. G'day, and thanks for tuning into the journey wherever you are, right around the country, whether you be up there in the north, over in the west, down south in Victoria, or in one of the many places around New South Wales that take the journey each and every week. You could be listening in via live streaming, you could be listening in via weekly podcasts, whatever it may be. Fantastic to have you joining us on this week's show, and I'll tell you what, we have got a brilliant show lined up for you this week. Well... Footy season's over. All the grand finals are done and dusted. I hope you had plenty to cheer about. It uh, it comes and goes very quickly, these football seasons, don't they? Well, like everything else, time just seems to fly by. But I hope you've had plenty to cheer about over that period of time as we move in now into the cricket season and, and A-League about to kick off. There's always plenty to cheer about, which is good. And actually, Father Dave Callahan from the NGLs is going to be talking to us a little bit today about Christianity not being a spectator sport. So that's a, that's a fantastic thing for us to look forward to on the show this week. We're of course going to hear from Sister Hilda Scott and she's here for us every single week on the journey. We're going to hear from Trish McCarthy, we're going to hear from Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. Also going to hear from Byron and Francine Prola, our much sought after, much respected experts on marriage. And I'm really excited this week as well to be able to let our listeners hear an interview that I was lucky enough to get with Mr. Shane Bennett up at the Ignite Conference in Brisbane recently. Now Shane is the founder of the Emmanuel Community which is a Catholic charismatic community up there in Brisbane. And the fruits of this community are just so widespread and, and, and wonderful right across that community, both within the Catholic Church, across denominations in terms of ecumenism, in terms of reaching out to people who have been on the fringes of faith. And it was really great to be able to have a chat to him up at the Ignite Conference and a big cheerio to all of our new listeners that might be listening in for the first time because they heard about the journey up at that conference. Really, really good to have you on board and I, I think you'll really like this week's show. We've got a lot of interviews coming up over the next few weeks with some fantastic people who were up at that conference in Brisbane and uh, really look forward to sharing all of those interviews with you in coming weeks. Time now, though, for this week's Gospel Reflection. It's from Matthew 22, verses 1 to 14, and this week's reading is for the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time, right around the world. It doesn't matter where you are, that's where we're up to. Well, I hope you're enjoying this beautiful spring weather wherever you are, right around the country. Faith, hope, love and life. You're listening to The Journey. Here's this week's Reflection on the Gospel. How crowded is heaven? How about hell? Theologians have debated this question for centuries. Some have taught that everyone, or almost everyone, will get to heaven. Others have argued that only a few will be saved. Who's right? No one really knows. Whatever the answer is, today's Gospel reading makes one thing clear. Heaven isn't a matter of who is worthy or unworthy. It's a matter of who accepts God's invitation and who rejects it. Throughout the Gospels, we see Jesus using exaggeration to make his point. He doesn't really want us to cut off our hands or pluck out our eyes. He's doing a similar thing in today's passage by telling such an extreme story. But there's always a point to these exaggerations. We will all face a final judgment, and it's risky to remain indifferent or to treat his invitation lightly. Where do you stand? Have you done your risk and reward analysis? Take some time today to think about it. Whether you believe heaven is for the few or for the many, the risk of being kept away from it is too great to ignore. The good news is that none of us has to take that risk. God didn't mean for it to be hard for us to accept his invitation to eternal life. He hasn't set out a daunting obstacle course for us to master before he will admit us to heaven. All he wants us to do is to believe that Jesus has saved us and to try our very best to follow him. So when you wake up every day, tell the Lord, Jesus, 
I believe you are my Saviour and Lord. I accept your invitation. I don't want anything to keep me away from you today. And every evening before you go to sleep, tell him, Lord, I'm sorry for the ways I failed you. Give me your grace to do better tomorrow. It's that simple. Faith, hope, love and life. This is The Journey. Here's Sister Hilda with Wisdom from the Abbey. It's a funny thing and you will have noticed this yourself. When there are important relationships in our life, everything about life tends to speak of those relationships. You can look at two kookaburras sitting on a branch and it will remind you of the last time that you and that important person were sitting together comfortably, companionably, sharing a a deep unspoken moment often. Well, that's how it was with Jesus and his father. Absolutely everything all around Jesus spoke to him of the love that was between them and the love that the father has for us. Jesus could look at birds flying through the sky. Stacks of other people did too. But when Jesus looked at them, it talked to him of the love the Father has for us. See those birds up there? See those sparrows? Not one of them falls to the ground without your Father knowing. And those birds, you can pick those up in the marketplace really cheaply. And you, you're worth even more than those. And so it goes on. Jesus could look at the paddocks and the flowers and know that your heart, my heart, meant more to the Father, were more beautiful than the sight of all those flowers. This very day, God will be looking at so much and it will speak to him of the love that he has for you. I do hope you see it today. Welcome back to The Journey. I hope you're having a fantastic weekend wherever you are right around the country. A big cheerio to all the young men from right around the country that have come together at a place called Stamble Tops this weekend for the Young Men of God Conference. It's a fantastic opportunity for these guys to hear some fantastic speakers be invigorated in their faith, renewed and revitalised, and ready to share the joy of the gospel with, well, those who they meet in their everyday life. Big cheerio to you guys. Hope you're having a great weekend up there at Stamble Tops. We just heard from Sister Hilda Scott telling us all about two kookaburras and the, and the wisdom that she gained from that. I tell you, Sister Hilda, doesn't matter what she looks at, she always relates it back to her loving God and has plenty of wisdom to share with us. Coming up, we're going to hear from Trish McCarthy, who's going to tell us about, well, the importance of making room in your life, and that means sometimes letting things go. Faith, hope, love and life. You're on The Journey. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. One of the principles I strive to live for in my life is simplicity and flow. One way I do this is if I buy something, a book, a piece of clothing as an addition, I aim to let go of something to make room or space for this addition. If I buy a t-shirt, I try and let go of a t-shirt. I believe it's important to let go of things in order to keep things moving forward, to create space and allow new opportunities, new adventures, new gifts to come into and flow through our life. It's a little bit like playing on the monkey bars. In order to move forward or traverse, you must let go of one hand, swing through and grasp the bar in front. This letting go is what creates momentum. If we don't, we get stuck, stifled. It becomes too tiresome to hang and hold our weight in the one spot. My encouragement for you this week is to let go of something and create space for new life. It may be an act of forgiveness or releasing into the ocean or fire something you've been holding on to. It may mean a trip to the local Vinnie's store 
or a physical release of things you've been harbouring, resentment, bitterness, guilt, pain. The joy of letting these things go in a symbolic or physical way creates space for new life, new opportunities, momentum and flow. God is the source of life, and it's a natural and physical principle that there is a lack of life in stagnate, sterile environments. So be brave. Let go. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. Welcome back to The Journey. Thanks very much for joining us and listening into this week's show. And you just heard from Trish McCarthy, who was talking to us all about simplicity and flow, letting go of some things to make some room. And a great example there with your t-shirts, Trish. I'll have to go and clean out the drawers and get rid of some. In other words, don't put too many extra things in your life without thinking about what you're going to let go of. A really good message. Thanks very much, Trisha. Time now for an interview. I was really privileged to get with Shane Bennett up at the Ignite Conference. This guy was run off his feet up there at this most amazing conference that they ran for around 1,200 young people who came from all over the country to come to, to Brisbane and this wonderful event that was held up there. And it was great to be able to have a chat to Shane about what the Emmanuel communities are, what they do, and in particular, this outreach of the Ignite Conference. Okay, let's get into it. I'm here with Shane Bennett, who's the head of and the founder of Emmanuel Communities in Brisbane. Shane, thank you very much for joining us on the journey. Thanks, Jude. It's good to be with you. Now, for those listeners who don't know, the Emmanuel Communities are are an amazing community based in Brisbane. They do fantastic works and have a real heart for reaching out to people who really don't know the truth of the gospel and and need to have an encounter with Christ powerfully. They're a Catholic charismatic community, and Shane's the founder of them. Shane, can you tell us a little bit about how Emmanuel Communities came to be and what they're like today? As you've mentioned, Jude, uh, the Emmanuel community grew out of the experience of the Catholic Charismatic Renewal, and uh, it was really the result of uh, a number of people feeling like they wanted more than a a Friday night prayer meeting, and we'd had some experience of communities in the United States, and so uh, Emmanuel began when four families and a single person came together and committed their lives to open their, their lives to the Holy Spirit to see how God would form a group of people into a community, and that's where it began. Now, Shane, people have a lot of different ideas about what a religious community is. What is the nature of of your community? And and I understand it's bringing single people, families, young people all together with a a united purpose. As uh, Emmanuel began in the 70s, uh, sometimes people get us confused with hippie communes and all sorts of other things, (laughs) which we are not. Um, Families actually live in their own homes and uh, there are houses of single men and women. But one of the things that we've been led to do is to move geographically closer together in, in five or six regions of, of Brisbane to uh, be able to offer one another some practical support in day-to-day living. Uh, quite apart from the spiritual dimension of life, there's a, a whole lot of practicalities uh, to be shared and it also provides an opportunity for a, a little bit of common witness. Now Shane, I know the community exists to, to nurture people who want to belong to the community but also as an extension of that you're very much about giving people anyone an encounter with Christ through the Holy Spirit and drawing them into that real conversion experience. So for many people who, who perhaps have been nominally Christians all their lives, they come to a real encounter, powerful encounter with God's grace and Holy Spirit. Can you explain to us, first of all, how you support each other as a community, but also how you reach out in evangelizing and giving people an encounter with Christ's grace? Community is always a, a, a challenge 
and particularly in our uh, secular environment. But I think one of the things that, that actually has been quite profound is, is to provide a sense of belonging for people. So when those who are coming to have a look at community or who are associated with us in our various works of mission, because in, in our missionary outreaches, not, certainly not everybody is, is part of the Emmanuel community. We have many people who partner with us uh, because they believe in, in the mission of reaching out to others without necessarily signing on the dotted line and, and committing everything to being part of a, a community. But, uh, you know, we seek to do the things that we consider absolutely essential to live a committed Christian lifestyle in, in today's secular world. We believe that, that it's necessary to have small groups where uh, people can come together and share their life together and, and to grow more deeply in relationship with one another, to share faith with one another. We believe it's important for those who are starting out in their faith and, and wanting to grow to have uh, the opportunity for a mentor. We believe in in worshipping God together and uh, all of these elements are, are fundamental to our life together as a community but that's blended with really practical things like <laughs> sharing your mower or uh, looking after one another's kids or uh, doing the things that make up part and parcel of everyday life. Sounds very much, Shane, like a, this sort of axe community that, that was attractive where people obviously loved one another, obviously supported one another and that's a very attractive thing to people that are outside of communities and, and opens them to God's grace. So one of the things that I've seen powerfully as part of the Ignite conference that you run is just how open your community is to sharing power of God's spirit with people who might not have encountered that before. Can you tell us a little bit about the Ignite conference and, and how that came to be? The Ignite conference really came into being as a result of the, the vision of one of our, our young worship leaders who wanted to run a, a conference for worship and for young people, for musicians. And uh, so it, it sort of began as this eclectic mix of, of things that wasn't totally clear in the, in the uh, early days. And we gathered early on in, in the year 2001 uh, with somewhere between 100 and 150 people. And uh, we made a start. And I think with, with all of these uh, incredible projects, there's a lot of things where you've just got to have a go and learn from having a go. You're listening to The Journey on cradio.org.au. Welcome back to The Journey. Time now to listen to the second half of that interview that we were lucky enough to get with Mr. Shane Bennett, the founder and leader of that Catholic charismatic community in Brisbane called Emmanuel and the wonderful things that they're doing up there that have an impact throughout the church. Now, Shane, obviously at this conference, and, and I saw it firsthand, there's a whole lot of young people who come to a powerful encounter with Christ, and that's wonderful, that's fantastic, and that, that point of time is, is critical in the Christian journey. What have you got as follow-up to support them in their discipleship once, once these young people have come to an encounter with Christ and, and really do want to be formed in their faith? We have people here from all over the country, so one of the really good things is that many of them come together from their own groups, and so the groups that they come from actually have a vision of how to follow them up, and that's really important. For those here in Brisbane, some of them are coming from youth groups whom we work together with, are very happy to support in any way that we can, um, but we face the reality of a lot of young people who are not committed in their local church, they're on the loose in a certain sense uh, without any attachment, and, and these are the ones that we're really concerned about. Uh, during the year, we have a number of, of programs that we offer, we, uh, including a summer camp for teenagers, a gathering for high schoolers, and 
one of the things we do is to provide an opportunity for them to meet with one another, to have fellowship and some formation in a, an environment of Maccas or another place where they might feel very comfortable, uh, not only to come themselves, but to bring their friends. At this conference, we've launched uh, a new program, which is an online program in formation for young people. When I was at Ignite, Shane, I sat next to, to one of my mates from a Protestant church who looked at what was going on and go, wow, he said, this is so contemporary. This is fantastic. I, I didn't know the Catholic Church did it like that. So so that was an eye-opener for him and I think a lot of Catholics who are here too. But in the same way, you're being very, very faithful to what Pope Francis is calling to in saying going out and being part of the contemporary culture and engaging with young people in a way that they feel comfortable with. That's obviously been a strategic and, and very clear decision that you guys have made. Can you tell us some of the way that that's borne out in the way that you guys do things in the Emmanuel community but also through the, the, the outreach of Ignite? Yeah, well, it's, it's very true and I think people would acknowledge that uh, many of the Protestant churches have had some great outreaches to young people over the years. And it, it's probably one of our uh, best-kept secrets in some ways that, that from the time of the Second Vatican Council, there has been an ongoing push in the Catholic Church to rediscover or reanimate more of an evangelical dimension within the church, which includes not just waiting for people to come into the church, but actually the church going out to people. And, and this is certainly one of the things that we've seen evident in many Protestant churches over the years. But uh, consistently, one pope after the next has been gently and sometimes more strongly pushing the church to, to take on a new evangelization in the world and to take on a new mentality, uh, one of lay people being active and very proactive and to be moving out beyond where it's comfortable. And this is, this is the Pope Francis effect of moving out beyond where it's comfortable for us to go and really uh, looking in the highways and the byways and finding those who are marginalized and inviting them back into the life of the church. Sean, I wonder if you could speak to us about the power of testimony, a word that is commonly used in, in a lot of non-Catholic churches that we're really coming to embrace and see the power of, particularly in the way that we're engaging with young people. You know, from a from a Catholic perspective, this is this is one that's sometimes a little more challenging because, you know, we, we've had this mentality in the past where our faith is private and therefore it's something we keep to ourselves, where in fact our faith is personal but not private. Uh, and I think that's an important distinction to make. Our, our faith is something that, that has to be shared, you know, by the very nature of encountering Christ, the very nature of the joy that comes from that, as if we can remain silent about it. And this is the new message that comes forth from the church today. You can't keep silent about your faith. If you're silent about it, have you really encountered Christ? You know, do you really, have you really experienced good news in your life? You know, I, I'm the, the grandfather of eight kids, eight grandkids, and, you know, the, the reality is every, every birth, I'm, I'm out there on Facebook and Twitter and so, announcing to the world, you know, we have a new grandchild. Now, you know, as if I'd just keep quiet about that. But the encounter, the meeting with Christ is, is so much more profound and so much more life-changing as, as Paul says, it does me damage if I keep silent about it. Woe to me if I, if I don't preach the gospel. And so I guess this is some of the new language that is being used in the life of the church. It's true that it's been used in, in many parts for the last 40 years, but it's coming more into a mainstream language, as is the language of personal encounter with Christ and surrendering your life to Christ and to the power of the Holy Spirit. These are, these are not fringe terms anymore. This is mainstream Catholicism these days. Shane, I've, I've heard Archbishop Coleridge refer to Ignite Ministries and the Emmanuel communities as, as being 
bring a great gift to the church, uh, a gift which goes beyond their region, and that's that's obviously very true. It's having huge impact. Um, obviously, blessings upon your work, and, and thank you for all that you do, and, and thank you very much for joining us on the journey today. Thanks, Jude, and uh, blessings on all your listeners as well. And uh, if anyone is in Brisbane or has uh, connections with uh, Ignite Youth, we'd love to meet up with you and, uh, and bless you as well. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Shane Bennett. He's an amazing guy, beautiful man, absolutely committed to making Jesus known and loved by the work and the outreach of the Emmanuel community. And, well, if by their fruits you know them, then this community is doing incredible things and and being really blessed in all that it does in reaching out to to people who are disconnected from faith and, and nurturing them in a relationship with Jesus. And congratulations to all the guys up there on such an amazing conference that they held up there recently in Brisbane. It uh, obviously was going to be something that had a huge impact on the lives of these young people who came to it in such big numbers from right around the country. Okay, time to keep going with all of the stuff that we've still got to come up on the show. We're going to hear from Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy, shortly. Faith, hope, love and life. You're listening to The Journey. And now, inspiring you to dream, here's Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. I always think of great men as very secure in themselves. They know who they are, they know what they want, and they know how to get their way. And as far as great men go, President Theodore Roosevelt of the United States ranks near the top of my list. I do love American history, but Roosevelt was practically more machine than man. He dominated every room he entered. He was exceptionally smart, ferocious in his studies, and even more so in his physical activities. He enjoyed his adventures, his accomplishments, his family, and the power of his personality. Essentially, no one could compare with Roosevelt. But something tells me that he knew what insecurity meant. Maybe it came from knowing that he grew up as a sickly, smaller child. Roosevelt knew that he could not be happy comparing his life to that of his school friends, any more than they could be happy comparing his life to their own. Nothing we have, nothing we do, Nothing we ask seems quite as good when we scrutinise it in light of what others have. Because comparison does one thing. Comparison is the thief of joy. Be filled with joy today by aiming to be the best possible version of you, regardless of what your neighbour may have or may be. Why don't you join me at thecatholicguy.com where you'll be inspired to dream. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. You're listening to The Journey with Dave and Dodsey from the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong on cradio.org.au. Here are the missionaries of God's love with The Call. We live in a world that is obsessed by sport. Every day, the media reports on men and women whose whole lives have been devoted to the pursuit of excellence in their chosen sport. We are fascinated by their heroic achievements, but also by the sacrifice that is made in the name of success. Yet while most of us enjoy speaking of their achievements, we would never dare to make the same sacrifices or commit ourselves to such goals. It is much safer being a spectator watching it all from the safety and comfort of our lounge room. The same principle unfortunately applies to Christianity. We love to speak about the saints, the holy people who have gone before us. We will tell stories of their heroic faith and the sacrifices that they have made, but we would never dare to follow them. The Catholic author, George Bananos, once said of the church, You are rather like the legendary Italian soldiers waiting to attack. All of a sudden, the colonel snatches up his saber, jumps over the parapet, and charges off beneath heavy fire all by himself. 
crying Avanti, Avanti. Whilst his soldiers remained crouched under cover, electrified by such a display of valour, clapping loudly, with tears in their eyes, saying, Bravo, Bravo. Bananos is challenging us as a church to not just be spectators. The whole reason why these holy men and women have charged off in pursuit of Christ, in pursuit of holiness, is so that we would follow, that we would be inspired by their example and know that the same thing is possible for us. So let's not be discouraged. Let's not be passive and sit back in the comfort of our insecurity, but have the courage to stand up and truly follow Christ. I'm Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love. Find out more about us at mglpriestsandbrothers.org. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. Welcome back to The Journey. Hope you're really enjoying this week's show, wherever you are right around the country. Hope you're somewhere with some really nice weather and having a, a relaxing time listening into the show. Father Dave Callahan from the Missionaries of God's Love spoke to us about how, as a Christian, well, Christians are all called to be part of the main game and not sitting on the sidelines. And from Bruce Downs, the Catholic guy. Bruce is a great fella, very well known across the world for his TV show, The Catholic Guy, and very well known for the events that he runs right around Australia, aimed at drawing people back into a really strong relationship with Jesus, a real outreach and and chance for people to recommit to their faith. Faith, hope, love and life. You're listening to The Journey. You're listening to The Journey, great Christian radio for the whole family. And that just about brings us to the end of another week. Thank you very much for listening into this week's show. We'll be doing it all again next week. We've got some fantastic inputs next week. Some more interviews coming out of the Ignite conference as well. Really hope that you're able to join us. Again, a big cheerio to all of our new listeners that are coming on board the first time this week because of their connection with the show up at the Ignite conference. Thanks very much for listening in. Faith, hope, love and life. You've been listening to The Journey. The Journey is produced by Jude Hennessy and edited by Nicholas Weir from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong. Radio.org.au